He's so talented on the bass that Les Claypool plays in a Fishby cover band. Hi, Fishby. Bonjour, amigos. Welcome back to the Fishbowl. It's only me, Bob. Monday through Thursday, 15 minutes or less. I got a good feeling about today's podcast. I think we've got a good one. I wasn't feeling well earlier. For those of you scoring at home, I've only cried three times today. But it is my pleasure as a global podcast phenomenon to talk to you about the world's next global political phenomenon, the professor president of Kenya. I came across this story on the BBC today. In the opening paragraph, it got me, which is the opening paragraph's job. Or the blurb. Once a street child in Kenya and a grave digger in the UK, George Wajakaya. Now, here's the thing. I don't really know. I, 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 try, I tried to Google it. I tried to Bing it. I, I'm not sure how the precise pronunciation of George Wajakoya's last name is, and I probably just butchered it. So, for the, just for fun, like if I could imagine the most enjoyable pronunciation of this individual's last name, since he's destined to be a global phenomenon, uh, let's just try to establish that the correct pronunciation of his last name is Wajakoya. So, once a street child in Kenya and a grave digger in the UK, George Wajakaya has become a political sensation, sensation, by running for Kenya's presidency on a promise to turn the East African nation into a major exporter of marijuana, snake venom, and hyenas' testicles. Although many in Kenya question the feasibility of his plans. And as someone, I mean, I just identify with this guy right away, because as someone who often uses a, a, a rhetorical and humor device uh, to get to the rule of three, when you only have one, just follow one by the tusk of bull walrus and vampire semen. And here, uh, he's inserted marijuana as the one and replace vampire semen and the tusk of bull walrus with snake venom and hyenas testicles. So he's off to a great start already. Let's get into the real meat of the story. The 63-year-old, excuse me, the 63-year-old professor who has a background in law, amongst other things, as we'll learn, has proved to be the most eccentric of the four presidential candidates for a election in Kenya going down August 9th. Apparently, he's part of something called the Roots Party, and of the four parties that are running, the good news is he's only in third, but according to the last poll, that's only 4% of the vote, and I don't think that's enough to win, but who knows? With, with the momentum... With the tsunami of momentum that uh, he'll receive from this podcast, anything is possible. According to a good friend of this podcast, um, leading columnist of Kenya's Daily Nation newspaper, uh, Makariya Gatao, also in pronounced, mispronounced, excuse me, 
quote, Koya is running an outrageous, on an outrageous platform that would ordinarily be laughed out of town. But there is no doubt that he has captured the imagination of angry, disaffected youth in both urban and rural Kenya. That's from the leading columnist in Kenya. It doesn't get any more official than that. On the, cam- on the campaign trail, if only I could talk, Professor Wajakaya tends to wear a tracksuit, because of course he does, t-shirt and headscarf, rather than an actual suit, because why look like a douchebag when you can wear a tracksuit running for president? That's what I say. He also often gestures with his fingers as if he is smoking marijuana and drives crowds into a frenzy as he dances to reggae songs. This guy is the dream presidential candidate. I don't don't understand why his party is only polling at 4%. That's ridiculous. The professor president seems like the real deal to me so far. Let's read on. Professor Wajakaya says he has never smoked marijuana but would be the first person to do so in celebration if Kenya legalized it. I think this guy's on to something. The story goes on later. Professor Wajakaya has also promised a review of all contracts awarded to Chinese companies by outgoing president's government. China accounts for 21% of Kenya's foreign debt causing a national outcry, especially as the terms of the contracts, mostly to build infrastructure such as roads and railways, have not been made public. Well, this story just took a turn towards the serious and uh, China's Belt and Road plan of global domination. You know, that's probably another show for another day, but that's fucking serious. Professor Wajakaya, back to the fun stuff. We've gotten through the marijuana. What else is in, you know, his platform? Well, he sees snake farming as another major pillar of Kenya's economy. And you know what? Sight unseen, so do I. This guy said it. I believe it. He says snake venom, which he claims to be more expensive than gold, and who am I to argue? will be extracted to produce anti-venom for medicinal use, while the snake meat will be exported to countries such as China, where it is regarded as a delicacy because, of course it is. He thinks it could be worth a billion dollars, the snake industry. And again, who am I to argue? Why not? Why not? I mean, you know, it's politics. In 2022, you just get to make up whatever you want. He also says that Kenya should export the, export the testicles of hyenas, another smart play, which are used for medicinal purposes in China because, of course they are, <laughs> saying they could, be, uh, they could earn even more than marijuana, which, you know, is like a $70 billion global business. And, and hyena testicles could be bigger than that. However, not everyone is smiling at that proposal. The uh, wildlife groups, uh, some, you know, prominent ones, I'm guessing, and uh, the Union of Veterinary Practitioners of Kenya, who I've donated to many times, 
have reacted with outrage, which is a little disappointing, but they've released this statement. Trade in hyena testicles and snakes is disallowed and a threat to the existence of the wild species. So say, you know, these imaginary experts that are the vets' unions. And they say the proposal is, quote, a recipe for another pandemic because it could lead to the spillover of viruses, bacteria, and parasites from hyenas and snakes to human beings. You know, these people always worry and always trying to get in the way of a good presidential campaign, these scientists and facts, you know. Keep your facts over there. We're having fun over here in political land. So now I know you're in love. But would you like to know a little bit more about his life story? Now, of course you would, of course, because this is our guy, the professor president. It's not going to go well for him in Kenya, but before 20... No, you got to be a natural-born U.S. citizen. Fuck. We're fucked. What's the biggest country we could get this guy elected to? What's the biggest country you don't have to be a natural-born citizen to be in charge? So his life story. He grew up uh, in rural western Kenya, and his parents separated, which is sad. And he ended up living on the streets of uh, the capital of Nairobi, which also sad. I'm very good at, at registering emotions. You're welcome. He was, I saw that crying I did during the day. It really allows me to, allows me to uh, uh, nail down uh, the proper uh, empathetic, res- empathetic response. Uh, he was rescued by worshipers at the uh, Hare Krishna temple, because why not? They were feeding homeless people. It was there where Professor Wajakaya uh, lived in the temple and, in fact, became a Hare Krishna priest himself. Fantastic. <laughs> right. Why not? Uh, he later, but that wasn't it for this guy. No, no, no. He's just getting started. His, his life has barely started. From being homeless to, you know, a Hare Krishna priest to uh, later joining uh, the Kenyan police rising through the ranks to the intelligence unit. But then there was a very high-profile assassination in Kenya of a foreign minister. Maybe he got some information on that. Maybe he had to leave Kenya. He's very, very vague on that. But it's all part of his backstory, which is all very vague, appropriately. I mean, this is the Donald Trump school of politics, and I adore it. Who wouldn't? So Professor Wajakaya says he was arrested and tortured. But after being released, which was, which was good, see, again, I am on point in terms of where I'm supposed to be emotionally. He fled Kenya with the help of the U.S. Embassy, because we're the good guys. That's what we do. But after fleeing Kenya, uh, he then found his way to the U.K. He did a bunch of jobs. Uh, well, seeking an education, uh, uh, first at a uh, university in, in London and then a couple other uh, universities in the UK. But amongst his menial jobs, security guard, grave digger, and my old body, or excuse me, my old job, man, I fucked that up, uh, washer of dead bodies, it says here, according to the BBC, which are, you know, security guard, grave digger, and uh, washer of dead bodies. That That's a... Uh, if you're if you're a one stop shop, that's a real linear business. That is that is that's like that's that's like IKEA owning the forest. 
security guard, grave digger, and washer of dead bodies. But while doing that, he also uh, got a law degree, uh, something known as a third class honors, which is not regarded as a as a good grade. But you you know what they call the person that uh, passes uh, the bar like dead fucking last. You know what they they call them a lawyer. So congratulations to him. Uh, he relocated to the U.S. He met an African American wife. I bet she's awesome. They have three kids, I guess, and I have a motorcycle outside my window. Studied at various U.S. institutions, including acquiring a Ph.D. from one of the most prestigious online universities there are to acquire Ph.D.s, the legendary Walden University. And who could forget the deep run that <laughs> imaginary Walden University where you get Ph.D.s, the deep run they made last year's NCAA tournament. I mean, and, you know, until they ran into Duke, I, it, was, it was a real meat grinder. I, th- I, I thought they had a chance to go all the way at Walden University. Are they the Walden imaginary wildcats? Anyway, he claims to have a total of 17 degrees. I'm not going to dispute that just because 17 is an amazing number, although his political opponents point out that he claims to have more degrees than he's uh, had hours in his life thus far. But whatever. Uh, He returned to Kenya in 2010, declaring that he wanted to run for president. Didn't go great. Although he became what some newspapers quoted as a uh, sensation on the campaign trail. And it's easy to see why. I mean, this guy's a fucking superstar. In other controversial campaign promises, as we near the end of this brilliant piece by the BBC, Professor Wajakayop... Uh, says he will improve work-life balance by introducing a four-day week. What? Where have I heard this before? Monday through Thursday, four days a week. Learn it, live it, love it. Where have I? It's like this guy's channeling some kind of genius from the West Coast of North America. I got to really, I got to hand it to this dude. Uh, But then there is one disagreement. Uh, He's also pledged to bring back the death penalty, uh, but people who get uh, convicted can have their choice of firing squad or hanging. So he's, uh, and he'll give them a meal of some kind. So we part ways on that, but, but the four day, everything else, I mean, it's almost willing to go against one of the, uh, one of my few and only like truly moral uh, stands. And I'm out of time and we're out of week. Uh, back on Monday for chapter whatever. Say adios, bitch, mate. <laughs>